I'd like to take a minute of your time to let you know what you can do to help Recovery Radio continue its mission as a premier provider of free ongoing support to recovering people worldwide. Recently, our expenses have skyrocketed. The increase is powered by our increasing bandwidth and storage needs caused by the growing popularity of our programs. This is actually a good problem to have, as it shows that we are filling a need as we continue our mission to serve the recovery community. However, even good problems are problems that need resolutions, and this is where you come in. Recovery Radio has started a fundraiser to help defray our additional costs. Please surf on over to recoveryradio.net and click the Donate button. Give whatever amount you can, and rest assured your donation will be used to keep Recovery Radio on air and on mission. Please become part of the solution and help us support the recovery community. Hi, group. My name's Agnes, and I'm an alcoholic. And for 13 years I sat out there. This is my 13th year coming to uh, Hagerstown. And the first, I'll show you some of my growth. The first year I came here, I stayed on the roof. They got a sun in roof. I stayed there. I didn't attend no meetings or nothing. But I went home and said what a good time I had. <laughs> so I was just letting you know just about how sick I really was. And the sad part is that my disease told me I was okay. So if you're sitting out there thinking you got it together, come talk to me after this meeting. <laughs> I can help you. Uh, my name is Agnes, and I'm an alcoholic. And I'm going to share, by God's grace, the reason that I'm standing here. And I hope you don't try to pick the faults, you know, if I don't dot the I right across the T. I just want you to come up if you don't hear honesty. Because, see, that's the word I've lacked in my life, was honest. Being honest, even to God, being honest. Because I could lip sync God with the best of you. And uh, what a sad, sad situation I was in due to the use of alcohol. You know, I blamed, I was, uh, and still am, one of 12 children. And I thought I should have been an only child. And uh, this is for real, I'm not playing. I needed extra love. And I said, God made a mistake because I should have been an only child somewhere. But uh, that ain't the way it worked out. And you know something? He does not make mistakes. He put me right where I was supposed to be. And he put me in with sisters. We should have all been brothers. Damn. He put me in with sisters that, uh, you know what I'm saying? We used to beat each other up, but if somebody said something about us on the outside, then we'd all take up for one another. And I, I'm so grateful. I looked at my... Um, the way I was raised, like, feel sorry for me. My parents aren't here for me to tell them that I'm sorry and mean it for real. Because, see, in the room, AA showed me how to live, and how to live was the way my parents wanted me to live. They wanted me to live decent. They wanted me to talk decent. My mother said, if you can't say something nice, don't say nothing. I had to come into AA to really know what that means. When I first come around the rooms, I was with the ones that sat and made fun of each other and made fun of the people and picked fun. That's how I come in AA and needless to say I got drunk. Because the whole time I was picking you apart it was so I didn't have to look at me. 
And I'll tell you a little bit about my drinking. I'm from Hollandtown, and I drank National Bow. <laughs> I got to say, this ain't too many of us left that know National Bow. And they had, they had a one-eyed guy on the bottle, one-eyed bow. There's a good reason he was on that bottle, because you look like that after four of them. <laughs> you had to see who was down that bar. And, uh, you know, the science says that they have cloned a sheep. They should come talk to alcoholics. We've cloned people. I'd be talking to somebody in the bar and zap every two of them. No problem. Didn't even switch up. But anyway, I drank this national bow, and something happened. They took the one-eye guy off the bottle, and they put a clam on there or something. Ruined that beer. Never tastes the same. Now, you're laughing. I quit drinking National Brewery. Shut down. You know, my friend said, you're drinking too much, Ag. And this is what I said. Here's justification of stupidity. I said, I am keeping men working. <laughs> Without me, there is two men taking it to the, putting it in a truck, and two taking it to the package litter. <laughs> Ain't that pitiful? <laughs> well, anyway, I went from national. You know, anything comes up on my mind's coming out because it's just coming out. But you know, you drink out of the bottle, you drink out of the bottle, your little lips get sucked into that, get sucked in that And you walk around like you kissed ass all night, got a little ring. And uh, <laughs> I said, look at me now, what sobriety's done. My friend Gene, oh God, I got the best people God could ever put in my life all at one time. So many beautiful, beautiful people. And I mean this. Here's Gene and I were running around. I ain't got shoes to match. After the meeting, please come look at them. Because they're hurting my feet standing here. <laughs> but I want to look nice for you people and show where, where I'm coming from. Because I'll show you how I went out drinking. I went out drinking. I told my friends I couldn't fit my clothes. And my AA, my drunken friends told me, whatever they told me, like AA peoples, I followed directions. They said, Aggie, eat butter. Put a lining on your stomach, you won't get sick, eat butter. And I went home and took a chunk. <laughs> and if you've never burped paps and butter, you don't know what you're missing. And uh, so I said, I can't fit my clothes, and that's before they come up with elastic in them. You know, you had the button and the zipper. And my friend said, Ag, lay on the bed. Lay on the bed and zip them up. And I did that. I look good. I said, how do I get off this bed? <laughs> <coughs> so what I had to do, I rolled over. Alcoholics are good. I need that drink. So I rolled over and I hopped to the bathroom. And I put my mascara on. I had Liza Minnelli's look before she knew it. A drunken woman with mascara, deadly. Eyelashes up to here. And my hot pink lipstick. Look like pink lure. Lord, right from the 50s. Mm. My disease said, damn, you look good. You. And I hopped down the steps. And my father was sitting there. And he said, where are you going? I said, I'm going out. 
He said, you look like you should be coming in. <laughs> and insult the injury, he said, you look like a 10-pound ham in a 5-pound can. Didn't hurt my feelings. I knew my honey was waiting for me. Think I'm kidding? He was. But anyway, I went over to the bar. I hopped across the street. But see, I didn't, I never thought ahead of the game. I always thought for right now. And I'm like, it didn't say, like, Ag, after three beers, you're going to have to go to the bathroom. And they don't have a bed in the ladies' room. So I started a new fact. <laughs> Come out like I was crippled up. I had my shirt pulled down. But a couple more beers, who cares? I didn't care if it was hanging out or not. No, I didn't. Nobody else did either. I wasn't that important in my part. <laughs> oh, oh, Lord have mercy. But you know something? I have not dressed like that in 13 years. One day at a time. You know, one day at a time. And I'll tell you something else. Nobody that I drank with. I went over to the bar to see if they had 13 years on it, but nah, they didn't. I was going to celebrate with a Coke. But, uh, you know, none of my drink, my drinking friends, some of them stay in touch with me. And I respect them because I got to remember, I was a drinker and I used to smoke. I smoked for 48 years. And there's only one thing that made me stop smoking. It was a heart attack. I thought I ate a bad shrimp salad sandwich. That's pitiful. I'm standing there, smoking a cigarette. Oh, that shrimp was bad. I diagnosed myself wrong you think God didn't let me think about this seriously I had a massive heart attack and I'm standing smoking a cigarette and they run me up to the intensive care and it happened so fast I didn't they said about being scared it happened so fast you know but I'm standing here cause I'm like you know whatever it is God you left me here for please let me do it you know and if it's to give this program away right, then that's what I want to do. See, my recovery came out of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And uh, any way you get it, hey, find it then to go to candy. But I'm telling you this right now. I come in as a liar, a thief, a cheat, and a phony. I do not ever want to forget this. And the gentleman shared, and I, and I, I related with this man, and he said, and if we don't change, we stay better at it. And I thought, oh, my God, I know what he's saying. Because now I knew I was stealing. And I knew I was cheating. And I knew I was getting over on people, see? What a sick, sick way. Oh, Lord, I don't want to ever go back to that place. You know where my blessings come from? I took my grandson down, um, Golden Corral. And the lady gave me, I think it was $10 too much. She gave me too much money. That quick, I thought, whew, I made out. That was the devil. And God said, she's got to put that out of her pocket. And you know, I give it back. That's what my grandson said. I'm really proud of you, I'm really proud of you Mama. That is one of the blessings that AA has given me back. And the sad part is we all get so busy looking for blessings, we miss the ones that's happening. If you get up and you don't have any pain, that, that's a blessing in itself. If you get up depressed, call 
somebody in the mental ward. Uh, if you ain't got the phone number, ride down and see somebody. Go to intensive care. I was there. Go to intensive care where they're all hooked up with everything. We'll give anything to be home watching TV. Not crying and wimpy whining. I, you know, my, I, I gotta share about my son. This, this helps out too with my sisters by making me tough and, you know, making me like, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, like I'm not a wimpy person. You know, one of, one of the things that was taken away from me was crying. And I mean, it has to really be horrendous for me to cry because I've saw so much sadness. And there's some people in the rooms that don't like laughter, and I'll share it, and, and, I, and I respect them. And I'll give you 10 minutes why, um, you know, they're, they're serious about their program. I'm serious. No kidding. I already knew that by your dumb face. <laughs> Just get on tell a message. So anyway, at the age of five and a half, my son lost both his legs. He is on Social Security. He works, works there. He's not on it. And he was down in Australia representing the United States. And he won a gold medal over in England for the, for the United States. I got a picture of him with Clinton, and he's got one of him with Bush. Now, that's an honor I'm standing here to tell you, ladies and gentlemen. So I know what the humans, what a body can do. They asked my son, the newspapers asked my son if, uh, he, if, if he ever sat and wished for something to do. And my son thought a little bit and he said, I never sit and wish for anything to do. I do the things I can, knowing eventually I'll do the things I wish. Now, do you know that I have, uh, well, I got two beautiful grandchildren. He's got a beautiful, able-bodied wife. And I tell you what, I, he's 41 years old. I've never heard him curse. Think that's not a blessing? So he heard something, and he had to hear it. You know, when I stop cussing, you don't know how nasty it sounds until you stop it and listen to other people. And I love what one person said, four-letter words are filling, fillings for ignorant people. And I was one, so I knew what they're talking about. Because I thought it made me tough. It made me stupid. I tell the ladies in my life and the men also, to excuse yourself from that kind of stupidity. This, this program's life or death. And I tell you, I like to die. I tried harder than anybody in this room to drink successfully. I didn't drink every day. That's why I, had, I could give you a million reasons, but I'm going to just be honest and say, I don't know. And all of them's probably right. All I'm telling you is that one time, here's being dry. Just dry. I didn't go to no meetings. And when I did, I made fun and thought they were sorry to people sharing their hearts and their the true stories. And after two years, you know what I did? I had a party for my friends. <laughs> I went out to the bar and I got a red wine, white wine, and a party pack of pops. <laughs> Okay, I sat there and got all hostile because my friends wouldn't even call me. Didn't even come. How you like it? Meantime, I'm opening them paps up there. I'm feeling them. I said, I want them ready when my friends all run in, the beer's ready. Wasn't nobody coming. I didn't invite nobody. 
<coughs> I did not invite a soul, nor did I tell him to call me. And I got drunk. I stayed drunk five more years. I died a horrible death every hangover I had. And I'm saying every hangover. God answered my prayers. I said, God, please let me get off of this. But then I got honest. I was only a one-hour alcoholic. And I wouldn't say nothing. Don't be talking outside about alcoholism to me. <laughs> no. And this gentleman right here, Tom, stepped out at work. I worked for Generous Motors. Give me a good living. And I come in every Monday with the alcoholic shuffle. You know, alcoholics invented the moonwalk. <laughs> anyway, there I was all bloated up from my weekend of drinking. Now comes the lion, you know, good drinkers got to lie. Jeez, what happened to you? Dysentery. <laughs> if I had dysentery as many times as I said, my head would have dropped through my butt. <laughs> so that's where my lion come in, you see what I'm saying? And, uh, but I come in, ladies and gentlemen, and I got honest. I got honest. I stay away from the finger pointers. Better than nails. They're here. You know why? Because they're not working the program like it's laid out. They're doing one, two, twelve. And they think they can get away with it. Honest to goodness, you just don't know. There are so many on eighth and ninth step ain't making no money. You know what I'm saying? They think, I ain't going to pay that back. You're missing the promises. You're missing the promises. And if you think life's good just doing half of it, you ought to try the program as a whole. And it works. And sit down. You know, on the way up here, uh, one of the ladies uh, was reading a big book. That's a whole lot better than just glatching amongst ourselves. Old timer told me, he said, you know, Ag... Lord, am I in give history? I am good with history. I've been watching that history channel. Nobody cares. Ain't nobody asked me nothing. I'm probably going to forget it now if they ask me, but I'm into that history channel, buddy. And, and so an old timer asked me, he said, You know something, Maggie? He said, Go home and read 15 minutes of the big book and then watch an hour of TV. And then come back and tell me what does the most, what helps you out the most. Now, I tell you what, I can stand with the best of you, with the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. By God's grace, it don't say memorize, and I can't whip off the pages. And, and I think God wants to keep me like that, because if I got too smart, <laughs> I couldn't stand myself. I looked in the mirror like I got dressed like this, and I said, like I did drinking. Ooh, watch out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. I'm happy, joyous, and free. And that's what the big book says. See that doorway over there? A gentleman asked me to be a door greeter. I am like a God's gift, a door greeter. And it's for real. I ran up to my room and laid my clothes out. I'm ready. Mm. <laughs> and I was right over there with me and my sister. And they was coming in left and right, boy. Good morning, Ag. Hey, hi, Agnes. Hey. Oh, watch out, ego. Woo. Do you know how many people knew me? That's what I was saying to myself. Well, I had to share it with my sister. I said, you know how many people know me? And she says, hey, asshole. 
you got your name tag in. So how you like them apples? <laughs> so I don't ever want to forget that one either. And all I gotta share about this love that I look for. You know what I'm saying? Now, all my sisters got married and they got one they have one husband and one family name. And uh, so that's all I wanted. You know, I, I, that was my goal. You know, everybody out there, you had a goal. My goal was to get married, live happily ever after. That's all I ever wanted. And I waited for my prince on the white horse, come down and get me here. And, well, he showed up in a 51 Ford. And he said, I love you. I said, thank you. And we got married. It didn't work, and I shared about my handsome son. Ten years later, here come my other prince. I'm going to do this till I get it right. And he showed up in a Plymouth Fury. He said, I love you. I said, thank you. And I got a beautiful daughter. And she's 31. And I have five beautiful grandchildren. My grandson, before I come up here, I watched him get awards. Ain't that special? And that meant more, really, than coming up. He, he looked around for his mama. And I was there. Because of this program, and I was sober. And I got every one of them grandkids convinced they look like me. All of them. <laughs> yeah, why change it? They're all good looking. So anyway... <laughs> you know, and so here come the prince, third prince. Pickup truck. I'm getting loony now. I'm really getting hard up. <laughs> and uh, May said, I love you. And I said, okay. Didn't work out. That's it. You know why I had to come into AA and I found out? I never loved me. I wanted other people to love me. I was giving everything away, just like me. I'd sit at the bar, somebody compliment my earrings or my necklace. I'd give it to them. Pray they come in and do the ninth step and give me my stuff back. And, uh, but that, that's, that's the kind of low self-esteem I had. And I, I never knew this because I had it all camouflaged with something. You know what I'm saying? I found out, ladies and gentlemen, I have a best male friend. I have a, I have, I have a couple of best male friends. And I found out love is from the waist up. And the reward is from the waist down. And I had it all backwards. I had it all backwards. I was giving myself just like me. And the two men I talked about with the children, I consider them sperm donors. They never paid no child support. They never sent. That's why when he said about that brunch for Father's Day, I, I've been a mother and a father. Yes, I was. I worked down GM, put my children in Catholic school, even with my disease. Due to the teachings of my parents. My mother said to me, I said, Mom, I want to go out. And she said, no, you're not going to. When you had that boy, you gave your life up. And she wouldn't babysit. 
But hell knows when I went out. Ever <laughs> the pitch. You know where I had the best time? Elmer's. Pratt Street Elmer's. <laughs> Ronnie Dove was a nobody up there then. And his mother-in-law, have you ever jitterbugged on peanut shells? <laughs> you don't know what you're missing. I, I was a jitterbugger. I won a contest jitterbugger. And I was off the carousel. Now, that was a fine place to be. And in jitterbug, and men turn you around. You shimmy and turn. Guy turned me around, I kept going. <laughs> and I was too damn drunk to remember what he looked like. And he was too embarrassed to come back. <laughs> so something told me then, don't dance no more. <laughs> Uh, there's a couple here, and we're, t we're talking about marriage. And I want to share this because I think it's beautiful. It's called Unconditional Love. Ray and his wife Gwen are celebrating 15 years of marriage today. She's Al-Anon, he's AA. So I'd like to give him applause for congratulations. <laughs> and uh, the reason that I bring it up because... There are marriages, many, many marriages, that have been put back together uh, through this program. The first step, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm powerless over a lot of things, not just alcohol. Uh, I had a problem before I picked that first drink up. I never liked me. I was a get-even person. I told you about my three marriages. Let me tell you about my sister, who I never got even with. Never. She hit me with a brush. I'm going to kill her. Well, I was just going to hurt her. She ran in the bathroom. I said, got her now. I stood on the banister and jumped to the transom. She stood on the tub and shut that door on my fingers. <laughs> no problem, because I am going to get her now. Now I'm really going to get her. So I got down on my knees and looked in the keyhole to see where she was at. She spit in my eye. Now, you know, here's the, this is insane. I live with her. I'm taking all this abuse. When I could have waited until that night she went to sleep, I could have killed her. But my mother, Howard, and sister, another sister come up and got me. And I got the hell beat out of them. And that's where almost all my life, that's how it went. And here with the lying, the cheat, and the stealing. I was, I ran into a bunch of good hookers, school hookers, and they told me how to hook. I didn't know how to hook. And they showed me how to hook, and I sat up in that podium in the wintertime at Patterson Park. Summertime, I went swimming in Bethlehem Steel. Now, I tell you what, today they call it pollution, but I called it grandiose. I mean, the water was green, had a green film to it. <laughs> <clears throat> and gasoline and water mixed makes rainbows. And I dive into rainbows. And uh, well, and so anyway, I, I went home. And my mother said, how was school? I said, oh, it was good. And, and as I'm lying, I got braver and braver. It was like, come on, hit me with another one. I'm ready. She said, how'd you get that suntan? Had Jim. Ha <laughs> ha. Boy, she come out from behind that ironing board with a wooden hanger. 
And see, she should have said the truant officer was there, and I wouldn't have lied. But she didn't. She gave me every every right to say, every right to say, you know, Mom, I, I didn't go to school. Right? Come out from that iron board with that damn wooden hanger. Come across my knuckles with all might. And she said, first hit, a liar is a thief. And the second hit is a thief is a cheat. And it's a whole bunch more, not unless she made it up, just to hit me. And, uh, <clears throat> but I used to run away from home. Did you ever run away from home? I ran away from home twice a week until supper time. <laughs> then I come back. But a house full of 12, don't. Don't be too late. <laughs> but I, I'm just happy Julius and free. I haven't taken a drink. I pray, came to believe a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity. You have to think you're mental before that step will work. If you go with that step like you don't have a problem, you got a bigger problem than you think. Because I thought I just didn't have a problem. But I'm here to tell you it took another man that not only does he have the disease of alcoholism, he's fighting another a mental illness. And this gentleman said, and this is honest to goodness, what set my heart right. He said, I'm mental. And I said, no, you're not. He said, yes, I am. I'm mental. And I said, mental people don't know they're mental. And I thought, where'd that come from? But see, I had to hear myself say that. And I thank God every day that that fellow just stopped. There's no coincidences. Stopped by my car, didn't even know him, squatted down, and started talking. I thought, dear God Almighty, here I am, mental. What I share with you, the looks of me going out, the hanging in the toilet. Normal people don't hang on the toilet. I'm sorry. Even my grandchildren don't hang around the toilet. And I was like waking up in the bathroom floor, like, was I going or getting off? <laughs> Ain't that pitiful? <laughs> Third step. I followed through with that decision, ladies and gentlemen. I followed through with it. I ain't holding on, it's okay to do the things I told you. And I ain't going to be doing the devil's work looking for God's blessing. See? Don't happen. Not in this lifetime. So that's what I'm about to date. The fourth step, I took your inventory. Hey, you'd be surprised some of you's got problems. <laughs> but then I went back and did my own. It worked better. I put Agnes, you're such a wonderful person. Now, just kidding. You know I did, I gotta share this. This is gonna be on a tape and I might never hear it again, ever, ever. I went to this meeting and I said, Hello, my name's Gorgeous and I'm an alcoholic. One little voice come up and said, Hi, gorgeous. <laughs> Just kidding. I ain't taking me serious. I don't have to. You know, if you just want to keep on and keep a hold of something that don't want to be had, shame on you. You know how much of your life you're letting slide wanting something that God don't want you to have to begin with? And then you take that sickness and try to pass it on to somebody else? I never took a beating, a hit, or nothing from them three men I had. And that's only by God's grace. They couldn't catch me. <laughs> I'm happy, joyous, and free to fist step I shared with my sponsor. And I humbly ask God in this every day, 
When I got a problem, it ain't you, people, places, ain't none of that. It's about me. You ever go to somebody and say, you know, so-and-so really hurt me? No, he didn't. You hurt yourself. By allowing it. See the word? Here's a word put in your vocabulary. Excuse me. And leave. Because I hung around with them kind of people. You know, a fellow he shared, he said, could be a hundred people in the room's Alcoholics Anonymous. A hundred people, 99 people, 99 would love him. One wouldn't. He spent the whole time trying to get that person to like him. You know, learn how to like yourself. You know what I mean? Do something for somebody else and don't get found out. And that's praying. Send cards to people. You can call floors. You can call detox floors. Send cards. I do detox out City Hospital. Half the groups don't even show up. And some of the ones that come, guess what they say? It's okay to talk about drugs. I said, excuse me. I'm an alcoholic. I, I can't relate. I never snorted a can of Paps. <laughs> I never fired a can of Paps. I never huffed a can of Paps. So when they say an addict is an addict, I'm an alcoholic. Period. Don't try to add nothing to it. I'm not an end or nothing. I'm sober today by the grace of God. This program, I hope and pray to God I don't have to stand here and tell you my grandchildren might need it. I hope their mother gives them enough spiritual backbone and, and guidance. And that's where I fell down in my life. It's like, it's about spirituality. And that's what this program is about. And all through the big book you'll see it. It's about spirituality and finding a God and it gives you the directions how to find God. And you're not going to find it in a bottle of any kind. He lays within, you know. Seek and you will find. And that's our 11 steps. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God. He's my best friend. And that's it, isn't it? Hey, I got so many rhinestones, I can't see the time. <laughs> Is that it? Let me, let me, sh let me tell you this joke. Pardon? I got enough time to sing and dance. <laughs> I was going to say, no, I won't, I won't. But anyway, this lady needs to go see her mother-in-law. I mean, the mother-in-law goes to see her daughter-in-law. The mother-in-law gets there. She's nude. The mother-in-law said, what do you call this? She said, it's my love dress. She said, that's pathetic. And she left. But on the way home, she thought, no, it's God's body, and this is nice. So she went and took a shower and perfumed herself all up. And her husband comes in. He said, what do you call that? She said, it's my love dress. He said, you could have earned it before you put it on. <laughs> Aha! <laughs> Ain't that special? This is what happens with the groups I go around with. It's the truth. It says, what's between... A elderly lady's breast that is not, that a young lady don't have. Belly button. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, God. Ah, I'm not, don't take me serious. I'm serious. Take, I take my program serious. 
I don't take me serious. Now I see the and 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 I I really do pray, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. You're as miserable as you make your mind up to be, or you're as happy. And make sure your happiness comes through talking with one another and not about one another. Because you know what's happening? The sick person is just going to stay sick. Where the older, the sobriety people, it's a gentleman here, and guess what he said? Do my program like I drank. I was like, thank you, God. Or the gentleman that gave me the 12 steps to read. And, and I, I was practicing, you know. I'm sitting there and I said, yes. We admitted, I want to look good. Mm. And I tell you what, here come a felony, he's dead and gone now. And he asked me, he said, did you do them steps? And I said, no. He said, you don't need to be reading them. And he took them out of my hand. Best thing he ever did. What have I got to, why read? They let the new people read. Let them read the big book. Start the meeting out with a page or two of the big book. You know, that's what they used to do. They had door readers. They, they put you into action. I wouldn't trade. I come around the rooms. I was 31 years old when I attended my first AA meeting six years ago. <laughs> I want to make sure you listen. And if you don't, it's on them because it's like a take what you need and throw the rest away. Because mine is just for one person, one person, to come up and thank me. I did what I was supposed to do. It's not about me. It's telling you what's in my heart, not what you think I think you might want to hear. I'm very grateful that I'm in the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, and I'm very proud of this program. And when I do get asked to share, and ain't just here, this is... You know, uh, Gene, I got, this is what Gene said, and I was like, this makes the most sense. The highest, the highest you can go in AA is sober. That's it. So it ain't a biggie. And never, never worry why somebody's sharing. Worry why you're not. It works better. You know, ask, ask what I can do to put in, to be part of the solution where you don't have to be part of the problem. And that's what I want to be. I want to keep AA just the way it was meant to be, to talk about Alcoholics Anonymous. That's what I am. I'm just an alcoholic that's not had a drink today. I can't stay sober on yesterday's sobriety. The day is the most important day of my life, and that's what this program is. It's a 24-hour program, one day at a time, one drunk helping another. And that's about it, and I ain't going to make up or rewind myself. I just want to say like this. I want to thank my friend to come down from Pittsburgh and the one, and, and Joe, from my heart, you know what he said, the only reason I'm here is for you. And I, and so that's for real. And, and the people that said that they're here to keep me honest. God bless you all. And I mean that, that if I'm not honest, you'll, you'll love me enough to tell me so. So you just keep coming back. I'm going to keep coming back. And it's all have a beautiful weekend. So God bless each and every one of us. From my heart, 
I want to thank the committee, the soda people. The ice water was good. The coffee makers and the committee itself. You'd be surprised. Oh, yes. I got a basket. Oh, Lord, thank you. And a $500 check. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> thank you for the basket. But most of all, the group that decided I had something to say, from my heart, thank you. And this, I always wanted, it just come on my mind, I always wanted a cleavage. You know I got one? It's sewed impermanent. <laughs> they took my little heart out. Ain't that special? And put it back in and I'm standing here to tell you. Keep praying. Pray for doctors, nurses, pay the people up in the detox and all. And that's it for real, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. 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 Thank